Hi, I'm Jo Rochelle, and this is Girl Wonder, a thoughtful and relaxing podcast that analyzes comics on Webtoon. If you want to dive deep into theories and relive some of the biggest moments in your favorite Webtoons, then you're absolutely in the right place. Sit back, relax, and we'll get started. Today on the podcast, we are discussing episodes 236 to 240 of I Love You by Kimchi. That means we're discussing the results of Kosuke's blood test, Dieter confronting Noel about his crush on Shin A, and Shin A doing the most at family dinner. She's still in a very irritable place. But also that moment when she told her family what Yangi was going to jail for? Yeah, we have so much to discuss. I do want to encourage you to support the creator of this comic. Without her, we would have nothing to analyze. So please support Kimchi by going to her Patreon at patreon.com slash kimchi. And the link to that is in the description box of this podcast episode. Now, while you're listening, you will hear the voice of one of my patrons, Anna Victoria, because on my Patreon, you have the opportunity to leave voice messages and have your voice and opinions and theories be included in podcast episodes. You also get early access to episodes. So this came out a week earlier on Patreon. The minute I was done with the episode, I posted it there. So if you're interested in joining, you can do that at patreon.com slash girlwonder. We would love to have you. And before we start, our top cities that have listened to this podcast the most in the last seven days are Karachi, San Antonio, Chicago, Kissimmee, Walnut Creek, Burbank, and Newburyport. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. All right, let's get into it. We start off episode 236 of I Love You with Hanske looking at scans of Kosuke. His cousin sighs and says he's not going to be happy about this, which immediately had me leaning at the edge of my seat, like, oh, the intrigue, what's going to happen? And then we find out that his scans look normal. I was so shocked. There's no way it could be normal. The way Kosuke was acting, the way his mother dropped off the tea, I was like, oh, this is not good. Maybe someone's tampering with this. And Yuxing is skeptical as well. She says, maybe you got some bad blood samples considering how you had to steal them. Hanske isn't so sure. He wonders, how would my methods of obtaining the sample change the results? That's stupid. He is too naive for this world that he's living in. You don't know what your family is capable of, man. So it just feels like something else is definitely at work here. All of these blood tests and MRI scan shenanigans have just made a conspiracy theorist out of me. So Kosuke offers Hanske some new fresher samples because he is not willing to let this go. I was thrilled to see that. I did not want to let this go. Deep down in Kosuke's heart, he knows something isn't right. So when his cousin comes back with the updated test results and he immediately asks if Kosuke is on any prescription medication... I feel like that must have been a relief. Like, hmm, something is off. Something is wrong. Because when your body is reacting to something and you know deep down something is wrong, you want a doctor to be able to tell you what that is. You don't want them to be like, no, you look normal. It's all in your head. So all of this had me feeling for Kosuke. It really did. This is not a situation that's easy to be in. We see the results and a lot of it's blurred out. But at first we see two positives. 
that were for some heavy medication detected in both his blood and urine samples. We later learned that it's benzos and oxy. So this confirms his first blood test was tampered with. It probably wasn't Kosuke's blood. I don't know, but some shady stuff was going down. And this throws Kosuke for a loop. He wonders out loud, at what point last night was someone able to slip something into my food, my drink? Who? Yes, Kosuke, who? Boy, it's your mother. I just want to tell him. I just want to tell him. It's going to be a hard road to figuring this out. So I did some research into benzos and oxy. I am not someone who's been prescribed this kind of medication before, and I've just never taken any of these. So AmericanAddictionCenters.org is actually where I ended up because I wanted to know what it would be like to be repeatedly given benzos, repeatedly take benzos and oxy. So for those of us who don't know a lot about drugs, (laughs) I did some research and I want to share it with you. It says that healthcare professionals use benzodiazepines to treat seizure disorders, alcohol withdrawal, involuntary muscle disorders, and pre-surgical sedation. With repeated use over time, this neuroadaptive process can build tolerance, which can take two forms. An individual requires more benzodiazepines to achieve the same desired effect, or there is a markedly diminished effect with continued use of the same amount of benzos. Other side effects of long-term benzodiazepine use may include tolerance, dependence, addiction, cognitive impairment, cognitive decline, and dementia, especially in older adults. Yui, what are you doing to your son? This is unforgivable. This is horrible. Psychological effects of oxycodone include pain relief, sedation, respiratory depression, constipation, papillary constriction, and cough suppression, extended or chronic use of oxycodone containing acetaminophen may cause severe liver damage. Because if he doesn't know he's taking these things and he mixes it with alcohol, we've seen him have really bad reactions to alcohol in the past, actually. Or maybe he's mixing these with more acetaminophen. Maybe he gets a headache. And he takes some Tylenol, which also has acetaminophen. He could be in a lot of trouble. He could be destroying his liver. And he is a young man. This is not okay. There are so many times in this comic when I'm not on Kosuke's side. And I want him to be better, be nicer, be kinder, be the bigger man, right? But in this situation with his mother, I just want him to find the truth. I feel bad for him. His mother is literally the devil. Um... (laughs) (laughs) so (laughs) we just need him to figure that out and stay away from her and hopefully justice will come for Yui because this is not okay. Hanske starts brainstorming out loud asking what medical need is there for such a potent combination on someone that's already unconscious with the amount that was found in his blood he's lucky to just walk away with a bad hangover. Why is Yui giving him this much? She is not a doctor. You can kill people. It's just, ugh. Yu Jing suspects Kosuke's mother. You can tell she suspects Yui. And I'm glad that Yu Jing says something. And Kosuke's just sitting there having an existential crisis, and I can't blame him. It seems in the panels here that he gets little flashes of memory. Like he remembers a little bit. A little flash of Yui handing him the tea and saying the words, it'll calm you. So he knows, but maybe he's not sure if he can trust himself yet. 
Art Dia commented on this episode of the Webtoon and said, he remembers the pill and the tea. His friends are only speculating, but he remembers. Wuxi commented and said, his mother is the one he clings to and who clings to him the most. Imagine figuring out the closest person to you is deceiving slash manipulating you. Your whole world wouldn't make sense anymore. Like I said, he is having a crisis. His world is turning upside down. San Laura commented and said, His mom, the only constant in his life, could have killed him with that amount of drugs. I hope he won't be in denial, but I also can't blame him if he is. Yeah, I think he might go down either two paths here. Know that it's his mom and confront her or refuse and be completely in denial for a while until there's proof that it was his mother until he just comes to that realization. And I could see Kosuke being in major denial. Who would want to admit to themselves that their mother is capable of doing this to them? Farora's Wind commented and said, It does seem like she tried to kill him a few times. He survived, and she just figures, Oh well, he's still useful, so I'll keep him around. This is fun. Y'all, do you think Yui's tried to kill Kosuke a few times, and she's comfortable with the fact that she's not a doctor, but... I'll just give him the pills I see fit, and I will drug him how I see fit. And if he dies, he dies. But if he lives, he's still useful. Do you think she's gone that far? I'm not so sure, but it's a possibility. The way that she only looks out for herself is terrifying. So in the car, Kosuke's sitting in the back seat, and he looks at Noel's bloody phone, which has been haunting me. All that blood on the phone. I think it's haunting Kosuke as well. And he says he should return it to him. And then we cut to Noel, who's there with Dieter in his hospital room playing cards. So traumatized fan commented in all caps on this episode of the Webtoon and said, Noel letting Dieter take the Queen of Hearts? I see what you're doing there. You guys are quick because I didn't notice that. I had to scroll back up and look. (laughs) I'm so glad for all of the really intuitive, amazing readers of I Love You. The community is awesome and you catch things right away. I, I Maybe I would have noticed on a second or third reread, but I didn't see it right away. There's definitely some symbolism there. This feels like something that Kimchi did on purpose. Sugar Honey Dip commented and said, I agree with everyone who says that Yonggi and Shin A won't actually get together because there's too many complications, and these last few panels kind of lean that way. Since Yonggi is about to do time, he will not ask for Shin A to wait for him and push her back towards Dieter. He may put his own feelings aside logically, but he really needs to cut things off with Alyssa. I bet Dieter will be the one to comfort Shin A when Yonggi is gone, and that may bring them closer together. I have a lot of thoughts about that. I agree that there are too many obstacles in the way, like jail, (laughs) like Dieter and Alyssa. Those three obstacles have to be dealt with for Yonggi and Shin A to have any hope of starting a relationship together or seeing where these crushes go. There's no fun, youthful, teenage exploration of love to be had here, at least not until those three obstacles are dealt with. And I do think that Shin A and Dieter might become a thing, but we will talk about that in more depth. And hear my patrons' thoughts on this topic when we come back from this short musical interlude.
In episode 237 of I Love You, Noel and Dieter talk about the fact that Noel is going to jail soon. And my friends, I still have not accepted this in my heart. I do not want to see this happen. I don't want Yonggi to suffer anymore. And it just really breaks my heart. I live in a world of denial about this. I'm like, it's not going to happen. Time skip what? He's not going to jail. We are going to stay in the present time. He will be exonerated of these crimes and he will not serve time. (laughs) That's the type of denial that I'm currently in. And I know that it's silly, but there's no other way I can be. I feel really bad for Noel. He says out loud, if I'm going to be honest with you, I'm sort of excited to go to jail. I've been wanting a change in scenery for a long time. Noel, why are you saying things like this? Come on, man. (laughs) You are not excited to go to jail. There is no person on this earth who's like, yay, jail. That's a great place to be. It's not a vacation. It's not a change in scenery like, ooh, I'm in the Caribbean and this is wonderful. It's jail. It'll be horrible. I don't want you to go there. And Dieter, I'm sure he's picking up on Noel's attitude here, but he decides to just veer the conversation in a different direction. Dieter came here to talk about something very specific. And he asks Noel, you're not going to miss spending time with anyone? The face Noel makes here, he knows exactly what Dieter's talking about. And there's so much subtext underneath everything these two are saying to each other. So Noel says, of course, I'm going to miss people. I'm going to miss you. Talking about jail, Noel even says it's not really a big deal. Hmm. I don't believe you. I think it's a big deal. And I think you're really scared to go. But the topic of who can visit Noel in jail comes up. And guess who Dieter mentions? None other than Shin A. So while their hands are touching the Queen of Hearts, I'm paying attention to the cards now. I see them both touching the Queen of Hearts. Shin A came up. She is the Queen of Hearts. And Dieter says, it would make you happy if she visited you too, right? Noel makes that same face again. What are you doing, Noel? That little pout that you have on your face. (laughs) He's so mad that his best friend is bringing this up when this is the last thing he wants to talk about. Noel says, why would you even ask that question? And Dieter's like, why does that bother you? All in all, I really love this conversation, and I asked my patrons what they thought about it, and Anna Victoria left a voice message kind of summarizing her thoughts, which I thought were really eloquently stated and very interesting to dig into. So here's Anna Victoria. Theater is just the most mature, emotionally intelligent, empathetic cinnamon roll I think we've all ever met. (laughs) That said... It really shows in this conversation with Yonji where I, I feel like Noel is trying to, he's going from it from the more typical perspective that a teenager or young adult would be going about it as far as his emotions. Like, I have a girlfriend and that's wrong. And I have a friend that has a crush on this girl that I think I have a crush on, but I can't because I'd be betraying him. Whereas Dieter and removing himself from this situation and taking a step back and putting it out more logistically for Noel is trying to, I feel, show him, hey, your feelings are your feelings. Your actions speak louder than your words, right? And of course, like, you you haven't done anything. And therefore, what betrayal is there? Because you don't have control over your feelings like that. And so I think that's what Dieter's trying to really show Noel is like, 
yes, you can have a girlfriend and yes, we can be friends and all the things, but what you and Shanae have is genuine and it's true and it's real and it's raw and it's there. And because it's real, like your feelings are your feelings. And for one reason or another, Noel's having a really hard time grasping this. I mean, obviously he's got abandonment issues along with a lot of other trauma from his childhood that we're still little by little getting tidbits more and more as the story continues to progress. But I'm also just trying to understand outside of this why Noel's being so hard on himself, unfortunately. I don't know if there's like this guilt about his family being the reason that Shanae was at the party to begin with where she dealt with so much and went through so much that he feels that he needs to be punished for it because somebody needs to be and he's taking it upon himself. Maybe this is how he feels. I don't want to say righteous, but like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just trying to understand why he's just being so hard on himself. Me too. I really am. And so is Dieter. By the end of this conversation, he's also like, why is Noel so hard on himself? Which we'll talk about and explore a little bit. But before that, I want to say I agree with Anna Victoria that Dieter is so sweet and really emotionally mature. He probably felt some type of way watching Shin A and Yangi and realizing the feelings that both are harboring for each other. And within like 24 hours, I feel like, or even less, I feel like Dieter has come to terms with it and is ready to talk to his best friend about it. That's really admirable. (laughs) So many people cannot do that. So we have to give Dieter his flowers. And something Dieter does in this conversation is he fesses up and says, Shin A isn't here because I decided not to take her. And all Yangi can do is deflect the conversation again and again, which Dieter calls him out for. He says, I'm not that naive. I could see you acting differently around me all morning. Even now, you're acting different. Noel says it's probably side effects from his medication. And Dieter's like, I know you like her. Dieter's just dropping bombs up in here. He's like, I know you like her. And Noel is too much. He makes fun of Dieter's voice. At least that's what I assume because the dialogue is written with lowercase and uppercase letters all mixed in. I know you like her. In fact, his full response is, I know you like her. Bleh. No, I don't. I have a girlfriend. Noel, if you did not have romantic feelings for Shin A, your response would be totally different. It's like, you're not good at this. (laughs) You're not beating the allegations. If he didn't have feelings for Shin A, his response would have been total surprise. His friend would say, I know you like her. And he'd be like, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Why do you think that? I'm so confused. That would honestly be the easiest way to get Dieter to stop talking to you about this. (laughs) But instead, Dieter is asking you, why are you being hostile? And Noel's like, I'm not being hostile. I'm just annoyed that you think I would betray you like that. Whatever you think is going on, it'll pass over time. So once again, you're not beating the allegations. You're actually admitting it. You're like, yeah, I have a crush, but it's a little bitty itty one. So it'll go away. I just need some time. (sighs) And I don't want it to go away. You know, I've been shipping Shin A and Noel for so long. But if I've been patient for 237 episodes... I can make it through more. I can do this. (laughs) I can wait until the timing is right for them. And in the meantime, I want what's best for these characters. I want them to have happy and healthy lives. So it's going to take some work to get there. The truth comes out from Noel. He doesn't trust his own feelings. He thinks that maybe he feels this way just because 
Shin A is nice to him. And he's been through a lot. I mean, Anna Victoria talked about the trauma he's been through, the abandonment issues. Shin A refuses to abandon him. So I can't blame him for wondering if the crush just comes from that. He's just never had somebody try this hard to be his friend and support him and be there for him. But I think it's a little more than that. Ever since I saw y'all sharing those headphones in McDonald's, and even before that, but that specific moment was when I knew that there was something going on here for sure. Noel wonders why Dieter isn't mad at him. And Dieter says, so beautifully, I value our friendship too much to even be mad at you. Besides, I already took my shot and I missed. Maybe in a perfect world where spending more time with her changed her mind, but this isn't that. So interesting, Dieter does not think he has a chance at all with her. He's like, she's not going to change her mind the longer I stick around. The more that I am her friend, it won't change anything. That's at least what Dieter thinks. IDK Halal commented and said, Dieter being the most emotionally intelligent and communicative person in this whole damn series. I agree. In fact, I think he's the most emotionally intelligent person in the entire universe of Webtoon at this point. <laughs> like he's doing the thing. We should all admire this. He's role modeling what it's like to be kind and compassionate and care for your friends. It's great that he's so in touch with his own feelings. And Dieter's seen Shin A and Noel, and he says that even at his best, he never got that with Shin A. And I love him for saying, it's more painful seeing her get hurt over and over each time you push her away. I don't want that anymore. And Noel doesn't want it either, but he's like refusing to do anything different. It's rough. So my question to all of you and a question I post to my patrons is, do you think Dieter has any chance of Shin A returning his feelings in this comic? We've talked about this before, like when I had Webtoon Ambassador Carmen come on the podcast and just talk about I Love You, and she thought that maybe Dieter and Shin A might have a moment where they get together, but it doesn't work out. And I think that's a possibility too. But what do you think? Does Dieter have a chance of her returning his feelings? Here's what Anna Victoria had to say. I think Dieter knows more than anyone that Shin A is more likely than not in love with the idea of a relationship with Dieter or the idea of someone like Dieter who's caring and respectful and empathetic and protective and all these things that we're taught to look for in other people, right? To look up to in other people. I think Dieter knows that Shanae appreciates that, all of those traits in himself. And Shanae herself probably is also like, well, why don't I like him more? Like, they went on a date and it was adorable and they got along and all the things. But it's, I think they both know deep down that the whole Shanae and Noel dynamic is just something. And it's 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 its own thing and it's much more raw and it's real not to say that theater and shinny's relationship isn't real but it it's not the same it's not the same i feel like theater and shinny it's like the the relationship that could be but the true love part's not there and i don't know if noel and shinny are in love with each other but i the that crush feeling that love feeling like that they just seem so much more genuine when they're together it's like that raw emotion i don't know that's how i feel about it at least and I think they're all aware of each other's situations and their roles. It really does seem like Shin A loves the idea of Dieter. And I could see her dating 
Dieter at some point and realizing all of those conclusions that Anna Victoria was talking about, recognizing that the romantic love isn't there as much or maybe not at all, but it was something worth exploring. Or, you know, we could all be wrong and Shin A falls for Dieter and that's how this comic ends (laughs) and they're just getting married and we were all wrong and even Dieter himself was wrong, (laughs) not ruling anything out. So Noel's response to Dieter is, if you don't like seeing her get hurt, it's in your best interest to keep her away from me, which is a pretty chilling sentence. Like you see how it threw Dieter completely off. He was not expecting to hear something like that. M. Kanakin commented on this episode and said, I think Noel's scared about what Yui might do to Shin A if she ever finds out about his feelings for her. Because he told Dieter she doesn't deserve any of this, but didn't specify what he was referring to. I think he'd rather hurt Shin A's feelings himself than see her get in harm's way. What do you think of that theory? That Noel is worried about Yui really hurting Shin A if she ever found out he had feelings, so he's shutting it down completely. I think that could be a part of it, but I think it even goes further than that. It feels like he shut it down so hard. I know he's a girlfriend too, like that's a part of it. And I know it's Dieter's crush, that's another part of it, but I feel like maybe we're missing one more element. So as the conversation is getting intense and super honest and Dieter is prying and asking more questions, Sushi and Nana walk in. And Sushi tells Yonggi that he has a visitor waiting for him, and we know that visitor is Kosuke. And can we give it up to Hanske and Yujing for helping Kosuke get to the hospital safely without tipping off any of the Hirahara family? Ali Said commented on this episode and said, Hanske and Yujing these past few episodes really are the parents Kosuke never had. They are. I find myself really enjoying scenes with the three of them together. When we come back, we are talking about Kosuke's very, very bad panic attack. We'll be right back. Episode 238 of I Love You. As much as I want these two brothers to get along, we have to admit that they're just not at that place yet. And it's pretty intense from the get-go. Hanske even steps up and asks Noel to cut Kosuke some slack. And I'm not gonna lie, some of these panels of our dear Yonggi look like he would absolutely cut Kosuke's throat in the middle of the night. Like he is not happy with Kosuke. And I completely understand why. It's just like, Yonggi looks menacing here. The time comes where Kosuke is expected to give Noel the cell phone. Like he came all this way to do this. But instead, Kosuke starts breathing heavily and basically has a panic attack. Aunt Wacky commented and said, Kosuke has very bad anxiety and probably has had it all of his life. Now he must learn how to deal with it without being doped up. That's my question is, How often do you think his mother is slipping pills into his drinks? We really don't know how often yet. And I'm curious if that's something that used to help him deal with his anxiety without him even knowing it. Or if he's just having a panic attack because his world is crumbling right now. I'm leaning towards the latter. 
So Kosuke's vision is blurring. He's looking at Yangi, but he's not seeing Yangi. You know who he is seeing? His father, Rand. So Kosuke runs off. This is too much for him. Antonetti commented and said, This episode helps us understand Kosuke's trauma from his viewpoint. Him seeing his father in Noel and remarking his resentment for him as he is similar in many ways to Rand, ways that Kosuke is not. His daddy issues are really overlooked, and his trauma resurfacing and causing panic attacks really makes me feel for him, even when he has been an awful brother to Noel. This comment really encompasses how I feel lately about about Kosuke. He has been an awful brother. He's not been a good boss to Shin A. He's made lots of mistakes. He's been rude. He's been disrespectful. He's been haughty. He's been arrogant. And yet, I do feel for him. I think he is the product of a terrible family. And yes, he's still responsible for his own actions, but we get to understand why he turned out the way that he did. And I think there's even more to uncover. I just don't know if what we uncover makes him seem more like a villain or if it'll make us empathize with him further. But these panic attacks, I empathize with that. I feel bad for him. I was happy to see Yuxing have her own little conversation with Noel. And she mentions to him that Kosuke was drugged. And Noel hears this, pauses, and then decides to say, I'm not exhausting any more sympathy for someone I've got zero business with. He's literally like, not my problem. Kosuke can go cry to his mommy and daddy about it. But you hear the brotherly issues there, the jealousies there. I think they're really both jealous of each other quite a bit. And the day they're able to admit that will be a wonderful day indeed. I will rejoice. I will put praise music in this podcast if either of them (laughs) admit to the other that they are jealous of the other and find some common ground there. We will have a praise break. We will get up and dance. (laughs) One fine day, this will happen. I believe. I have faith. But on a more serious note, Yujing admits that, yeah, Kosuke hasn't been great, but yet he chose to come here. And she also mentions that Kosuke did cry to his mommy this morning. She was with him at the hospital. And I think she's like, put the dots together, Noel. His mother drugged him. And it would be in your best interest to talk to your brother. So Epic Fangirl commented on this episode and said, Noel's reaction to hearing Kosuke got roofied is telling. He knows. He knows exactly what's going on. I think he suspects that Yui could do anything. She could, she, maybe she did murder some people. We don't know. But he knows that her self-preservation and evil tendencies know no bounds. I don't know if he knows exactly what's going on, but I think Yuxing is putting the puzzle together in front of him, and he's acknowledging it. Jade Vine commented and said, This episode has further cemented Yuxing's place as one of my favorite characters. Oh yes, I've loved her since she was introduced. She had such a different energy from a lot of people in this comic, and I am desperate to know about her backstory with Kosuke. And when we come back, we will be talking about the few flashes that we see that seem to allude to that backstory. There's some really interesting fan theories here. We'll be right back.
episode 239 of I Love You, we're with Dieter, Sushi, and Nana in the hospital room while Yangi is still out in the hallway. And I think Dieter is still really shaken by his conversation with Noel because he asks Nana what scares him. It's almost as if there's someone after him, is what he says. So that gives a lot of credence to that theory that it's Yui. That theory that came from Antonetti on the last episode. Yes, it seems like Noel is afraid of Yui hurting Shin A. And you know what? I forgot that Yui met Shin A's father. I'm not cool with that. I'm very concerned, actually. She is public enemy number one. Nothing has changed. She is Yangi's enemy. Back to Yu Jing talking to Noel, she explains what happened to Kosuke the previous night, and she's heavily implying that Yui drugged Kosuke. She's just really laying it out for him. What did you guys think about this part? Especially when Yu Jing said, however, if you were to tell me what you think happened all those years ago, what I have found is more than enough to believe you. So what happened all of those years ago? We got flashes. We've seen ambulances in the past. We've seen a lot of young Kosuke and young Noel, but there was some kind of incident that happened years ago. And I'd love to know what kind of proof or information Yujing has because she seems to be fighting this with the power of journalism. That is her superpower, and it seems like she's offering it to Noel. I just don't know if he'll take it. He's got a strong penchant for self-sabotage and just like self-loathing that I hope he can get out of. Sometimes he just wants to be punished. He doesn't want good things to happen, even though Yujing's offering him something that could be very good for him. We move on to Kosuke, who's in the bathroom throwing up. He's really going through it. And he flashes back to a time when Noel was small and young Kosuke was really cruel to him. Just brutal. He kicked at little Yangi when all Yangi was doing was asking for help. Kosuke called Yangi's mama harlot, and it's just, he said so many mean things. He is so sharp with his words. I hope that's something he grows out of, because it's not cool, man. In the flashes, we also see a funeral of a woman, and we see blurry images of what looks like Kosuke and Yujing in a big fight. We see so many things and Kosuke's mind is reeling and kimchi really brings us into his state of mind and that state of mind is guilt. I think these are moments where Kosuke feels like he didn't do the right thing. He didn't say the right thing. Moments where he could have been better and wasn't. That's what I get from this. The little bits we see from the Kosuke Yujing fight of the past is her asking, what happened to you? You're not the same person we met that first week years ago. And Kosuke says, because that wasn't me. That me lost sight of his goals and I can't risk going back there again. This made me wonder when the drugging of Kosuke began. Could it be all this way back where, you know, he was one way and then she started manipulating him a lot harder with the help of drugs? And so now he's not even recognizable to his friends? Did this happen around the time when his former college friends started to find him to be unrecognizable? Or was Kosuke just being prideful because he listened to his mother's manipulative words and that's it? Here are some theories I found in the comment section. Demi Neve Winter commented and said, Oh shit, so a friend from Kosuke's friend group died? And he didn't believe what Yujing was saying? And that's what caused them to break up? Is this the friend Yujing mentioned wanting to get justice for? 
I really like that theory. They were reading in between these lines because <laughs> we're just getting like Kosuke's thoughts unfiltered. And eventually I'm sure we'll get explanations and clear exposition on what happened in the past. But I love that theory for now. Chicken Nuggets 3 commented and said, I don't think Yujing and Kosuke broke up, but rather she knew that Mother Dearest had something to do with whatever incident. When she told Kosuke he didn't believe her, and that's why she can't stand him. I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. And then Dieter number one commented and said, This is very dark. Kim is doing that thing again where she uses two different dialogues that could have easily been the same. The girl who died came to Kosuke asking for help the same way Noel did, and she was turned away because she was seen as a leech. The crucial part is that this girl told Kosuke, she said you would help me, meaning Yui. It's the same MO as how she pushed Meg into believing Kosuke's into her, or how she told Shin A that Kosuke got her the corporate job, but in a more sinister way. So we have two theories here. Chicken Nuggets 3 <laughs> thinks that maybe Yu Jing sent the girl who says, she said you would help me. And then Dieter number one commenter said, I think that Yui is the one who sent the girl. And this is all to like further manipulate Kosuke. It could be either one, but I'm interested. I can't wait until we find out more. So you know you're at a low point in life when you're sitting on the bathroom floor in a stall, in a public restroom, next to a toilet, in a hospital. That's not where you want to be. But that's how Kosuke's cousin Hanske finds him. Kosuke's getting pretty close to rock bottom here. I mean, the way these panels are drawn, it reminds me of how Alyssa is also at a rock bottom part in her life, just sitting on the floor in the fetal position. Yeah, these characters are having a hard time. The last thing we see in this episode is Shin A's father waking her up. And yep, it's nighttime. We just know Shin A is going to be mad. So when we come back, we will be talking about her attitude with her family and the moment her father finds out that her crush is going to jail for assault. We'll be right back. In episode 240 of I Love You, Shin A wakes up and realizes the time and freaks out as we thought she would. I was hoping the little bit of extra sleep that she got would calm her down, but she's still super high strung. Her father insists that she stays for dinner, and Shine says no with attitude. I was like, girl, what are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> Let us be careful here. We don't need to be snapping at our best friend's mom, our dad's girlfriend. Like, what are we doing? We need to rein this in. And her father calls it out right away. I was on his side. There is no reason for her to be snapping at them, especially when they're trying to feed you. But she's a teenager and it's normal. Bullwinkle305 commented and said, this may be an unpopular opinion, but I'm glad her dad called her out for overreacting the way she did, even if he may have overreacted a bit himself. I know she's going through a lot and has a lot to figure out, but there's never a time when it's okay to take your anger out on the people that care the most about you and who are trying their best to help. However, I am excited to watch her grow and learn about herself through all of this. I love that too. And at the end of the day, she's not losing friends here. She's not really alienating herself that far away from her family. It'll be okay, I think. 
they have overcome tougher situations. They're going to make it through this. But I can't blame her father, Simhan, for wondering where all of this is coming from because she's not behaving rationally. You would not be this mad that you overslept going back to the hospital when you were just there and your friend was like, oh, I'm going to let her sleep. Why would that make anyone freak out? It's not logical. So her father's like, then what's behind this? Where is this coming from then? And that's when Maya goes, I know why. And she basically outs Shin A for having a crushy washy on her best friend who's sicky wicky. <laughs> Maya is big mad that Shin A bit her arm earlier. She's like, Shin A, this is what you get. I'm going to tell all of your business. Let your whole family know that you have feelings for Yangi. So Maya's mom is confused. She's like, wait, I thought it was the sweet German boy. Was I wrong? So people have been clocking things about Dieter, but Maya says having a crush on more than one person isn't unheard of. Does Shin A have a crush on Dieter? <laughs> I really don't know. It's possible. Dieter, there's hope for you. Like in his heart, he's already given up, but there might be some hope. I just don't think it would work out in the long run. But there is no hope for Maya because Shin A throws something at her face. <laughs> so now both Shin A and Maya are getting yelled at and they threw Min Hyuk in there as well. And Shin A's dad has had enough. He's like, these children are going to sit down, they're going to eat and they're going to be happy about it. Once sitting at the table, Shin A finally calms down and apologizes which was so good to see because I couldn't take her attitude anymore either. And I love her, but girl, calm down. <laughs> she admits that she's mad that Dieter left her behind. And she also admits that Yonggi is going to jail for assault and possession of drugs. Imagine telling your parents this. Shanae's dad literally broke his chopsticks. Look at that panel. It's really funny. And her dad even acknowledges Yonggi as her crush. He goes, crush, and this is hard for him. He has a teenage daughter, but he is not prepared. And this is not the best light to be hearing about Noel. Mayflowers3 commented and said, I can't wait to see Simhan's reaction when he learns Noel is wrongfully going to jail for defending Shin A. I need his approval of Noel so bad it's not even funny. I know. One day he might grow to love Noel, but I think it's going to be a rocky road. I think when they meet, he's going to be like, oh, are you the criminal that my daughter has feelings for? That will be a sight to see. I also want to see Simhan interact with Noel's grandmother. With this context, especially about hearing about Noel this way, I could just see their conversation being hilarious. So Maya's mom hears about this bad boy who is going to jail for assault and possession of drugs. And she's like, I can relate. I like bad boys too. She basically says that bad boys are never worth it though. And Shin A probably shouldn't pursue this. Shin A scarfs down her food and leaves. And as she walks the streets at night and her father is falling after her, Shin A can't help but recall Maya mentioning the crush on Yonggi several times. And then, all of a sudden, in the midst of her thoughts, Shin A is suddenly thinking about Yonggi's knees in his hospital gown. <laughs> at least that's what it looks like to me. So, Shipper Queen 12 commented and said, First the hand fetish, now knees, Shin A. Why did I think the exact same thing? <laughs> and then Van Bowie Zinichin commented and said, she is down bad. Three crying face emojis. She really is. She's having intrusive thoughts about Noel at this point. And then Dieter number one commented and said, 
in episode 235, an 18-plus manga falls on Shin A, and she starts reading it, and you see a couple getting close for warmth in the dark, and the girl asks the guy to stop shoving his knee up her back, and he replies, that's not my knee. I'm sure you know what that knee is, especially that the next scenes are blurred with 18-plus noises, so all of this got into Shin A's psychology is what this commenter is saying. This was back when she was in Maya's room looking at her comics. <laughs> well, Shin A, you are down bad. And even though she's still denying it, Maya has said this out loud and it's starting to seep into her psyche. And we'll have to see how this all plays out. But there you have it. That was our breakdown of episodes 236 through 240 of I Love You by Kimchi. If you want early access to podcast episodes or the opportunity to leave voice messages, you can join my Patreon at patreon.com slash girlwonder for $1 a month. All right, let's wrap this up. Wow, you made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Girl Wonder. We currently have no sponsors, so here's a shout out to a random listener instead. This week's shout out goes to Carol Sage on Instagram. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. New episodes of Girl Wonder are uploaded on Saturdays. I'm Joe Rochelle, and we'll talk again next week. Bye.